Hey, this is Flat Earth Dave, and you're listening to today's Boondoggle. Thank you for tuning into this week's edition of today's Boondoggle. Domain Cleveland Entertainment is a veteran-owned and operated entertainment cornucopia of nonsensical shenanigans. You can find interesting interviews, music news, entertainment information and just about everything else in between. Thank you again for tuning into the show here at Domain Cleveland. What's going on, everybody? It's Bill Bailey with today's Boondoggle. And uh, pretty excited about uh, tonight, today's conversation. I heard this gentleman speak uh, about a couple months or so ago at, uh, at an event and uh, said some, I, I won't spoil it, but uh, said a lot of things that I think a lot of people need to hear. So I wanted to have him on to, to broadcast it out. But uh, Mr. James Tracy is joining me today. How you doing, James? Good. How about you? Good, good, man. Um, glad to have you here. Glad you're able to uh, to come by and and visit sure. us. I know you're not from the Ohio uh, <laughs> area, but uh, glad I was able to grab you while you're out here visiting. Yeah, no, not a problem at all. Glad to be here. Spreading the word. Mm-hmm. Um, but usually, when I have somebody on for the first time, before we get into like our topic at hand and stuff, I like to get a little bit of a background. So, originally, what did you want to be when you grew up? Oh gosh, I, now you gotta make me think. I don't remember what I wanted to be when I. Honestly, I don't know. Um, I you probably like the same answers all the kids give. You know, a police officer, fireman, something like that. Um, probably along those lines. I've always I've always enjoyed helping people. So. I wanted to do something where I could do that. And uh, yeah, that's probably the best way to describe it. I don't know how to. Well, you've definitely been doing a lot of that. You know, like I said, when I heard you speak and stuff, but I know you're like a real history buff too. So like what, when did you get into history? Oh, I've always loved history ever since I was a kid. Um, You know, we all have our favorite subjects that we, that we enjoy in school and, um, for me, it was history. Any, anytime we started talking about the history of our nation or um, I've always been a military history as a uh, military nut as well. So I've loved the, the history of the military and, and what that involves and um, have a great deal of respect for individuals who, who sacrifice their lives and also their time. Um, you know, that, that, that saying where, where some gave all, but all gave some. So yeah. um, it's, it's absolutely true. So I've really enjoyed um, learning about the history because I'm a firm believer that those who those who don't understand their history are doomed to repeat it. Oh yeah. And what we're seeing today is nothing new. We've been through. A matter of fact, we were we went through this not even 70 years ago. Um, actually, not even that. 50 years ago. 50 years ago, what we're seeing today was perpetuated on the people, but um, the topics were different, but the process was the same or is the same. So, so now it's just, I, I'm a, I'm a believer of these things because for me, I, I truly believe that if we can understand those foundational principles that the founders wanted us to learn, then we, the people have, have the power like we do. Oh yeah. You know, the constitution starts off with we, the people. So why, why in the world do we, the people relinquishing our power to, other individuals who are telling us how to live our lives. That's not how it works. Exactly. So, yeah. And so like, when did you 
like at what age did you discover your love of your country? Ever since, I mean, ever since I was a kid, I've always loved the United States. I've loved, I mean, we, we are deeply privileged to have been born here. Um, you know, I've, I've lived abroad for a couple of years. I, I went on a church, uh, church humanitarian mission when I was not even 20 years old, uh, down to South America and to Chile. And, uh, you know, I saw the poverty that those people live in and I saw how happy they were and they were, they were thrilled to invite us into their homes and their homes had dirt floors. Um, so they didn't have the modern conveniences that we have. I mean, yeah, they had electricity, but a lot of these homes didn't even have plumbing. I mean, they still had outhouses. They had other things to that nature. And so when you, when you experience that at such a young age, it really makes you appreciate what you have and you never ever take anything for granted. Yeah. So, so ever since I was a kid, I've, I've always loved the idea of our nation. I've loved the founding of our nation. I mean, the fact of the matter is this, is that the, that the principles are perfect, but the people within it are not. Yeah. And that's what we're seeing. Mm -hmm. And we're seeing that everywhere. We're seeing it not only in the United States, but also across the world. And, and what's interesting is, is where the United States tends to go, these other countries tend to follow. Um, but we're seeing what's happening with some of these other countries with how they're getting really crazy, really tyrannical, and what what their citizenship is doing, or what their citizens, I should say, are doing to uh, to rebel against it. So yeah, and I I, I know like uh, through your presentation, you know, you have a great knowledge of uh, like what common law or the you know the real law of the land is supposed to be. Mm -hmm. When did you get into studying that? And what attracted you to that? Well, I've, so I really started diving in and understanding when all of this started. So last March, um, you know, I was just like every other good quote unquote citizen. I, I, I did what the government told me to do because I believe they had our best interests at heart. Obviously, I think more and more people are realizing that's not true, that there is a ulterior motive. There's another agenda at play here. Um, and so where I really started diving into this was earlier this year, um, I got connected with, with a group of really good people back home in Utah uh, who were just like me and had had it. And, you know, we thought that our only method for seeking a remedy was through our legislature and so we got involved with um, our legislative session we we actually went down to our capital we spoke with legislatures we said we we want this stuff to end and you guys need to legislate a bill to make it end and that's what we thought we had to do little did i know at the time i was actually learning the foundations that that i needed in order to really understand where we can seek that remedy that we're seeking and the remedy that we need to seek is ultimately it's in the courts yeah. So when you look at when you look at our government and you look at the three branches of the government, you have the legislative, the legislative, the executive, and you have the judicial. So of those three, in my opinion, the one that has the most power is the judicial, because the judicial can overturn anything that the executive or the legislator does. But the legislature and the, and the executive branch can never overturn anything the, the judicial branch issues. So I started learning more about who we are as men and women and where we are in that in that chain and i started learning about affidavits i started learning about what they are 
I started learning about how they're how they're to be used, how they're used in a common law process, um, and how you can use that information to make these individuals who are public servants, most of them are, aware that hey, you're not adhering to your oath to the Constitution that you took when you put took this position. Mm-hmm. So I when I when I speak with with groups, I talk about all the time that there's. There's only three types of individuals that swear an oath to the Constitution. You know this being former military. Military is one. Public servants are another, and uh, immigrants are the third. So public servants, if you run for public office, be it a school board position, superintendent, even if it's your local tax collector, it doesn't matter what it is or the code enforcer. If you're in public service, you swear an oath to uphold the Constitution. I'm not just talking about just the United States Constitution. There's also the state Constitution you swear an oath to. So whatever state you're in. And in my case, it's Utah. You're, you know, here we're sitting today in Ohio. So every single public service servant swears an oath to that. And whether they are willfully ignorant of what they're doing, and that's the best case scenario, or they know exactly what they're doing, and they're not only breaking the law, they're violating their oath to the Constitution, which is nothing, nothing short of treason. Yes. Um, and I'm not... Please don't get me wrong. I'm not pointing that out, and I'm not saying these people are treasonous actors. What I am saying is that if they uphold these things like money, power, influence over their oath to the Constitution, then what what, what do we have left? So I started learning about how do we make these people aware of this, short of going out and hiring an attorney and paying hundreds of thousands of dollars or whatever it would take to move this through a court. And I learned that, well, the first thing I learned is number one, I don't need an attorney to do that. Yeah, I can do this myself. Um, and then the second thing I learned is that affidavits are the way to do that. We, we put down our truth as we know it. We swear to it under oath that it is our truth. So if essentially what we're saying is if what I put on this paper is not true. I'm willing to go to jail. Yeah. And that's not something that a, that a lot of people take lightly. Mm-hmm. Um, and then vice versa, too. There's also other individuals that um, when they receive this, they, they don't think they don't they don't give it much thought. They just say, oh, this is just another one of these crazy people. But there are ramifications for not paying attention to it. So, yeah, I agree. And then. um you know, I mean, this is very timely, too, because yesterday we just had an election here mm-hmm. in the state. Uh, I was working the polls, helping support a veteran uh, military brother of mine who thankfully got elected as our city's mayor here. Oh, good. And um, so we had had a lot of good happen with uh, yesterday's election here locally. But then, unfortunately, the school board didn't go exactly as we wanted to with the, the conservative uh the, the man that I was trying to, to support on there. And our kids right now are, seems like all across the country are under attack. Yeah. And um, even though our person didn't win, but as you just said, the people that did win and will be having to take that same oath do work for us, mm-hmm. represent us. And now it'd be good for the parents. Uh, you know, I know myself for myself to know and the parents around here locally to know like what, the process is what we can do to hold them accountable. I've also had, I've also tried to share some of the information that I gained from your presentation the first time I saw it. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm still 
trying to learn and don't understand the process as well. But uh, I've got friends that have come up to me and is like, yeah, my job is really enforcing this vaccine mandate. Yeah. I'm trying to get out of it. I don't know what I can do. Mm-hmm. It's, you know, I mean, it's a private company. So what, what, what are my, what, what do I have? And then I even have some friends in the military that are like, man, I don't want to get out. I want to continue to serve, but I don't want to put this, you know, take this and put this in my body that I'm unsure of. I should have a right to say so. And, and I'm like, I don't know what, what their options are. So hopefully you have some. I do. I do. Answers yeah. for us as we go through this. And if you want to, uh, we can, we can, uh, start adding some of your PowerPoint on and explain that or. Yeah, sure. Why don't, uh, um, we, we can bring it up here and we can chat about that. So why don't you go ahead and all right. bring that up there. So, um, this, this is the, uh, presentation that, that I presented a few months ago back in September, I believe is what it, when it was. Yes. Um, and at the time we, obviously the school districts were a big concern. Um, these, uh, forced jabs or these mandates in order for you to keep your employment wasn't quite at the forefront of everybody's minds, but they are today. Yeah. Uh, there is this, there is some hope. I'll give you a couple of things. Uh, a federal district court judge in, in, uh, the district of Columbia. So this is Washington, DC. This is Swampville, USA. Luckily for us, there is an individual there who does still care about, um, individuals rights. Um, in that case that they issued an injunction against, President Biden's mandate that if you're a military or a federal employee and you are unjabbed by their deadline, you cannot be fired or you cannot be dishonorably discharged like they were threatening in the military. So that has that injunction has gone in force. So what an injunction is, is it's a temporary stop. Basically, it says stop doing this or stop enforcing this. I fully suspect that because these people are as crazy as they are. They're going to appeal this to the Supreme Court, and ultimately we're going to have some type of a decision come from the Supreme Court. Now, that doesn't help the rest of us, those of us who are working in the private sector. But what we can do is we can talk about how affidavits work and how that's one of the ways that you can assert your rights as a man or as a woman and how it is even though you work for an employer and even though they are – paying you money to do a job, they cannot force you to do something that's illegal. Okay. So we'll talk a little bit more about that. Um, yeah, but- it just seems like, you know, my friends that I've been talking to, you know, everybody's kind of afraid of rocking the boat. You mm-hmm. know, it's like, this is how I feed my kids. This is how I keep the roof over our heads. You know, um, they don't, but they don't know what they don't know, mm-hmm. you know? And uh, hopefully, you know, we can give, give them some hope and some information here. Um, as well as, you know, our military members, I've heard talk of even like people, people's benefits being taken from them, yeah. you know, even like the veterans in the VA system, you know, I've heard talk of them being threatened that, you know, well, if you want to still receive service here and receive your benefits, got to follow through with this mandate. But real quick, before we get into this, like what, what, do, what is your definition? What do you know of what a, uh, a man, what is a mandate? A mandate is, number one, it's not a law, so let's make sure we are aware of that. Um, a mandate is just a scary word, yeah. <laughs> and there's just no way around. Um, so you have to think of it this way, and and the individual, the gentleman that I learned everything I know from, um, he's actually very close. He lives in the neighboring state of Pennsylvania, um, 
he said this and he and it made it very simple and easy for me to understand he's like listen if i can't force you to do it you can't force me to do it simple yeah right so just because i write something down on a piece of paper and i say bill you must do 15 jumping jacks otherwise you can't walk into my house i mean you're gonna crumple that paper up and throw it back in my face as i get out of here i'm not doing 15 jumping jacks yeah i mean I'm, I'm making light of the situation but you know what i'm talking about here um that is where we are i mean it, it, the, the the craziness of what they're asking these people to do is they're asking them to commit assault on themselves they're asking they're asking their employer their employers are asking employees to allow them to insult their employees oh and by the way we want you to help help us assault you <laughs> does that make sense to anybody no um you know and and uh my mentor the guy i learned all this from i mean he's a little more brash than i am um he's an eastern pennsylvania new jersey type of an individual so if you if you've met those folks you know they're they're <laughs> they're blunt straight to the point and have no problem in telling you that this is this or that is BS or whatever else. But my the point remains the same is that if you have a deeply held belief that injecting some experimental cocktail into your body is going to hurt you, you are under no obligation whatsoever to do it. Yeah. Nobody can force you. Now, a lot of these employers are offering quote unquote, religious exemptions or accommodations or medical exemptions or accommodations. Um, I am not opposed to going that direction first because it helps to kick the can down the road. It's not a permanent solution by any means. Um, but if it's what is necessary to buy you some time to, to a stay employed so you can keep a roof over your head and feed your family, um, then that's necessary to do. Go ahead and do it. Um, however, I do have, and I will see if I can share some stuff here on the screen. I do have some documentation that others have used that has been successful in other states, uh, Maryland, California, New York, some of these other states that are pretty hefty out there where they have essentially noticed their employer and said, Hey, Mr. or Mrs. Employer, even though I'm, I'm in an at will work state. And even though you can fire me because you don't like the color of my shirt this day, does not give you the right or the ability to break the law to fire me. So what you have to do is you have to get this back down to the basics. Can an employer require you to do this? Well, whether you know this or not, you have an employment agreement, an employment contract. And unless it is specifically spelled out in that contract, they cannot do that. The same says, you know, you, you, we own you, your body is now ours and we can tell you what to do with it, which for the most part they do, yeah. <laughs> but that doesn't go so far as to, um, creating harm or hurting individuals. So this yeah. is, this is where it's, it's extremely important to understand, get back to the basics, look at the law, look at the federal law, the federal law is title 21 and it's chapter 360 and it's BBB. This is the Emergency Use Authorization Act. It, it's clear as day in there that if that if the product is authorized under that, it A, cannot be mandated, B, must be voluntary, and C, you must have informed consent. Yes. None of that is taking place. So what's happening here is these employers are more fearful of the federal government than they are of their employees. 
And the way that we turn that, that boat around is by empowering our employees to know what's the process and how can I get a resolution to my problem using the people's houses, which are the courts. And that's ultimately what it comes down to. Um, and then you mentioned informed consent and for the audience, you want to explain a little bit about what that is. Yeah, you got to know what it is. You got to know what's in. <laughs> I mean, if you don't have, if you don't have a clue as, as to what's in the product, how in the world are you going to be able to have informed consent? So the, the, the issue you run into is, is, oh, thank you. The issue you run into is when you go into a place where they're doing these inoculations and that's what they are. Um, and you ask, hey, hey, what's in this stuff? Nobody can tell you, because they don't know. Yeah, they're they're deliberately hiding the ingredients, and this is this is my personal opinion, but I believe it's by design. It's by design like this. So, I I have seen individuals that I've known that are that are close to me. Uh, a good friend of mine who's not much older than me passed away after receiving this. Um, other individuals that I know that are family members have had serious adverse reactions. Um, I, I, I have a choice. God gave me a brain. I use it <laughs> at the end of the day. It's ultimately my choice. What goes into my body? Yeah, exactly. And I, uh, I know like for myself, like, you know, my doctor told me like, because of certain health issues I got from my time in, in the military, that I should not take this. She doesn't want to take the chance of, you know, I've had a heart attack in the past. I've actually had the the virus and my, you know, body did what it's supposed to do. I still have the antibodies and yep. stuff. Yeah. So she's been against me getting it and which uh, and I've been personally against doing it as well, but you know, I've been a fan of music and entertainment and I've done, done interviews with musicians and, and uh, love entertainment and stuff and, and would love to go to, to shows, but now they're putting all these, these rules to make it, and I've had to make peace with the fact that, well, you know, I, I love my body and my health and being here for my family more than I love going, getting a jab just so I can go hang out and yep. be entertained. You know, and that's, that's the truth. That really is the truth. So, so if, if I could do anything with you today is I could, I could give your viewers some hope because there is hope. All is not lost. I mean, in the wisdom of our founders, they, they gave us, we, the people, a course but it's kind of that old saying, I don't know if you've heard this before, but God helps those who help themselves. Yes. Right. You're, if you just are sitting around at your couch and are just mad at the world and think God fix this, he's just not going to do it because that is not, that's not the way that the, that God operates. God empowers men and women to make change. Those men and women empower others to make change. And when we have a force to be reckoned with, that's when change happens. So, this is why I'm on, I'm, a, I'm on this mission I'm on is, is I want to teach as many people what I have learned so that they can replicate it and duplicate it where they are and they can teach others. And ultimately it's like a wildfire. It just, it just spreads. Yeah. And you said that during your presentation I was at, and that's why I wanted to have you on here to get this out to as many people as we possibly sure. could. And, but you said something too, that I was thinking about when you talked about employees being able to read their contracts and military being able to read their contracts and unfortunately you know because this is personal accountability that people need to take mm -hmm. but unfortunately we live in a world where we don't even read the updates on our nope. phones and stuff anymore we just click agree and go about our day yep. and that's that's on us yeah we need to take the time and, and 
you know, take the personal interest. So hopefully with what you're about to share, you know, yeah, it'll help people, uh, inspire people to do just that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, let's talk a little bit more about the affidavit process. So like I mentioned before, um, when you start to understand and learn, and, and what I would say to, to your viewers is what, what was eye opening for me wasn't learning about affidavits. What was eye opening to me was actually reading my state's law as it's written, reading my criminal code, reading um, the criminal process, the criminal procedure in my in my state. And it's shocking to me when I read when I read that and you actually start to learn and understand that these people that are public servants, i.e. the police officers, the public servants of that nature, uh, prosecutors, judges and others, they don't even follow the law because it takes too much time oftentimes. So if 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 they don't follow the law, either because they're they're negligent or they're just ignorant of the law, then it's up to us to know the law and to force them to be accountable to the law. Yes. No, no matter woman is above the law, period. And I don't care. I don't care how much money you have or what political position you hold. We are a nation of laws. President Trump has said this many times before. We are we are beholden to God and to the laws, and the ultimate the ultimate law is God's law, and God's law here on earth is what is commonly known as the common law, and common law is just common freaking sense, people. That's all it is. Just be good to your neighbor. Yeah. You do you. Let them do them. It's none of your business what they want to do with their lives. It's none of their business to to, to want to know what you're doing with your life. So just let them be them. And move on. But the problem is, is that the government has gotten so big that they think they have to tell us how to live our lives. So so the first step in addressing this problem is knowing what an affidavit is, how it's to be used, and ultimately what's the end game with that affidavit. So let's just talk a little bit more about this. Um, first thing I want to people understand is we need to know about trusts. And when I'm talking about trust, I'm not talking about the trust that I have in another man or a woman. I'm talking about the trust in a legal sense of the term. So a trust is an arrangement whereby a person, a trustee, holds property as its nominal owner for the good of one or more of the beneficiaries. And so now a lot of people are saying, okay, why are you talking to us about trust when it comes to affidavits? Well, the reason behind that is we need to understand the answers to these questions. What's the property that's in this trust? What's, what is this trust? Who is or who are the trustees? And who are the beneficiaries? So to really understand that, we got to know that the trust I'm speaking of, bless you, the trust I'm speaking of is the Constitution. So the Constitution was established for the benefit of one or more people, all of us, mm -hmm. right? So the public servants are the trustees who are in charge of managing this trust and we the people are the beneficiaries so when you have that firm understanding and you know hey wait a minute whoa, 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 whoa wait a minute so i i'm actually in charge yeah yes you are and they cannot push you around just because they want to or they're trying to they can only push you around if you allow them to so this is where it becomes very important that we understand where we are in the pecking order yes so I, I showed this. I, you may remember this slide. Yep. Um, we got to talk about status. What is our status? Where are we on the list? And if you look at this list here, the very first is God or our creator. God slash creator. 
Uh, I realize not everyone is a believer in God. That's totally fine. But but you were created somehow. Yeah. Somehow you got here and you were endowed with certain unalienable rights just because you were born on this planet. So our creator, God, created man or a woman, man and women, excuse me, men and women. And we are all created equal. Okay. We are number two. So everything that we create is below us. You guys may have heard the term that um, the creation can never be greater than the creator. So we as men and women can never be greater than God. And government that we create should never be greater than us as we, the men or the women. Is that what we're seeing today? No. They want us to believe that government is all powerful and that it has the ultimate authority. It does not. We, the people do. And this is where, when you understand all of these titles here, you understand where you are. And when you walk into one of these courts and you accept one of these titles, you unknowingly waive all of your rights as a man or a woman. So until we understand that and until we quit letting these courts bully us and push us around, nothing will change. Yeah. Nothing will change. And that's why you can see by um, on number five there, the titles of any kind. I've got judge, attorney, defendant, plaintiff, police officer, clerk of the court, governor, lieutenant governor, taxpayer, resident, citizen, person, etc. Okay. These are all titles. Titles mean nothing. But if you choose, everything is a choice. If you choose to move through the court system with one of these titles, then that implies to these people that they can now run you through a different court process. And we'll talk a little bit more about that here in a bit. But this is why we must never relinquish our status as a man or a woman. You stand on your ground. I am a man. I am a woman. Period. That's it. And, you know, when you taught this, the thing that came to mind for me, too, is just like this big push for all these different genders and everything mm -hmm. now and how this seems to be like some other thing to try and take us away, further away from claiming our relinquishing our, our status, basically. It's absolutely true. Right. I mean, and and when I say go go look at your state's criminal code or penal code, as it's sometimes called, you're going to be hard pressed to find in any of those laws the phrase man or woman or not the phrase, but the word man or woman. Um, the reasoning for that is because a lot of those laws are, are blatantly unconstitutional. Um, I've, I've taught this before and I'll continue to teach this. And one of the major reforms I would love to see in every state is get rid of these ridiculous, quote-unquote, victimless crimes. There is no such thing as a victimless crime. No victim, no crime, period. That's the way it should work. That's the way it works in common sense. Now, I realize that people's actions, because, again, we are, we are a collective of individuals, people's actions sometimes have consequences for innocent people. Totally understandable. And I can understand why certain laws were enacted to help alleviate that problem. The issue is, is the further and further we push that envelope, the closer and closer we become into more like that, uh, like that Tom Cruise character in that movie Minority Report, if you remember that. Okay, it's yeah. where they had the, the pre-crime division, where they had these, these three or four individuals who could see the future and they could see a crime that was about to commit. And so they would stop these crimes. Yeah, like thought crimes. Or thought crimes, right? Yeah. So if we could, if we could all be prosecuted for what we think, every single one of us would be in prison. Yep. Every single one of us. So, this is the this is that slippery slope we need to avoid, and we do that 
by getting back to the foundational principles of what our nation was founded on is that every man and woman is equal under the law and every man and woman is responsible for his or her own actions. And that's what we have to realize. And so when we go into these courts and you accept one of those statuses, it now changes the jurisdiction that that court has over you. So if you accept a lower title, like I mentioned before, you waive your constitutionally guaranteed rights. So these laws, statutes, codes, and ordinances don't apply to a man and woman. They only apply to residents, citizens, drivers of motor vehicles, and so on. So how many of us have been issued a, a traffic ticket? You know, a speeding ticket or something of that nature there, right? Because, oh, you, you broke the, the speeding law, and so now you have to pay a fine. So, again, if I'm speeding, let's say that the speed limit is 40 miles an hour, and I'm doing 51, I'm speeding, clearly, and a sheriff's deputy or a police officer catches me and gives me a ticket. If there's nobody on the road for miles, have I hurt anyone no. as a result of that? So then why, why is he issuing me a ticket? So when you look at things, it's really, I, I, there's no other way to explain it. It's just a grand extortion scheme. There's no way the other way to, to explain that. So this is why you have to understand that these, that if there's no victim, there's no crime. The other thing you have to understand too is that and I actually had this, um, I never changed this presentation from last time, but you have to understand that, that here, not only in Ohio, but wherever you are, your city, your borough, your township, your village, whatever it may be, those are all corporations in addition to the county and in addition to the state. And any county or state organizations are all set up as corporations. So if you do a search for these online, you're going to find they have a Dun & Bradstreet corporation number. Dun and Bradstreet is um, is a is kind of like the business credit profile for businesses. So mm -hmm. it's kind of like the uh, the Experian or Equifax for for uh, businesses. So they monitor and and take a look at every uh, business's transaction and they give them a credit score accordingly. They're all going to have a number there. So they're all corporations, and it talks about how they have sales in excess of X amount of millions of dollars each year. Sorry, not sure what happened there. Um, so what happens there then is that now these, these cities, these towns, these organizations are all corporations. And so for them, in order to impose their statutes, codes, and ordinances on you as a man or a woman, you have to agree to be, quote unquote, an employee of that corporation, if that makes sense. Yeah. Because these statutes, codes, and ordinances, they, they apply to them. So this is where it's important to understand the differences there. You guys also have to understand, you asked the question, what's my definition of a mandate? The very last thing there, the government, people in the government cannot mandate your rights away, but they can if you consent to it. So if you agree to move through their process unknowingly or unwittingly, they can mandate your rights away. Mm -hmm. This is why we must understand where we stand as men and women, we've already talked about this. Don't do harm to your fellow man, period. Yeah. Just be good people. Be good people. Treat others how you want to be treated. Exactly. So what do we do when we've been harmed? We send the offending party affidavits. So an affidavit is merely your unequivocal, undeniable truth. That's all it is. 
I've often said it's out of court sworn testimony. So in order to understand the power of affidavits, you have to understand some common law maxims of law. A maxim of law is just an eternal truth. It's just it's known. It's it makes common sense. It makes sense. So the first one I have there is that all are equal under the law. I mean, does anybody disagree with that? I've not found anybody yet. All right. So truth is expressed in the form of an affidavit. So I can get up here and I can say, well, this is the 100 percent God's truth. And then, you know, Bill here, he can say, no, that's not true. Um, I believe it's this. So now, now we're going back and forth. But if I write it down on a piece of paper and I swear before a notary public that it's true. Now I'm saying to Bill, hey, Bill, if you're telling me this is untrue, then I am willing to go to jail. And if you can prove it's untrue, I will go to jail. So that's the power that these have. So this is why an unrebutted affidavit stands as truth in commerce. So you would serve your affidavit on the offending party. If they choose not to rebut your affidavit, meaning they issue their own affidavit, challenging your points point for point, then that affidavit now stands as fact. 100% God's truth. An unrebutted affidavit becomes the judgment in commerce. This is where the rubber meets the road. And he who does not repeal a wrong when he can, occasions it or agrees to it. So this is why when these public servants, these school board members, these uh, city workers, these police officers, I mean, any of them, when you serve them affidavits, they're probably just going to be, whatever, this guy's an idiot. And I'm seeing it. But that's to their detriment. Because this is, this is another maxim of law that will hold up in court. No court and no judge can overturn, disregard, or abrogate somebody's affidavit of truth. The only one who has any capacity, right, responsibility, or knowledge to rebut your affidavit of truth is the one who was adversely affected by it. It's their job, it's their right, it's their responsibility to speak for themselves, to issue their own affidavit because no one can speak it for them. No one else can know what your truth is or has the free will responsibility to state it. It's your job. You guys, this, this is very powerful information. When you learn this process and you learn how to effectively write an affidavit, and we've got plenty of templates that we share with people, and you serve these affidavits on the offending party, 99.99997% of the time, that, that offending party ignores it. And that's to their detriment. Yeah. There, I do need to make a couple of things clear here. They are under no obligation to reply to your affidavit. Even if you put in here, if you don't agree to this, if you don't reply back, you agree to this. It's important that verbiage is there, but there is no law that will force that man or woman to reply to you. And just because you have an unrebutted affidavit doesn't mean you can run down to the sheriff's department or to the county recorder and place a lien on that person's property. And if you do that, uh, that's a one-way ticket to jail real quick. Yeah. So just don't do that, okay? I'm not advocating for that. The reason why we use affidavits is we now take this, we're building our case. Because our next step that we're going to do here is we're going to take that affidavit, because again, it's out-of-court sworn testimony. And then when we file in a federal court, or even in a state court for that matter, our affidavits are submitted as exhibits, as evidence. Say, hey, Mr. Judge or Mrs. Judge, um, we tried to seek a redress of our grievances. We submitted affidavits. Mm -hmm. We gave them time to rebut our affidavits. They chose not to. We did everything we could 
to seek a redress of our grievance before we came here to petition the court. Now I'm petitioning the court, as is my right, per the First Amendment. Okay? This is where it's crucial that we know and understand these things. So um, normally we have people I can ask questions on. Yeah. It's like, does this make sense? But I ho I'm hoping this makes sense. That, And if anybody has more questions, you know, I have my my website well, and stuff too. Yeah, but. I mean, one question that I would have right now is just like, you know, this process covers everything that I, every scenario that I brought up earlier, right? If your kids are in the school system and, you know, the school board's maybe enforcing things you don't agree with, if you, it, could this be used against your, you know, employer in the process of avoiding the mandate? The, sure. And, or even a service member in the military. I mean, that I think that might get trickier there. Yep. But uh, no, I mean, you, you absolutely can. I mean, th this, what I've got up on the screen here is just the basic process. You serve the offending party, your affidavits. And, and, and it's really a packet of, of information. There's the affidavit of status, which, which rebuts any presumption of jurisdiction over who you are. There's the affidavit of fact or the affidavit of truthful fact, which is what you know happened. Um, and you can also serve a notice of claim. Sometimes you'll get a, when you serve this packet on, on people, sometimes you'll get a resolution to your problem because you served that notice of claim. Some states have laws in place that if you serve a notice of claim that you can get, um, that they will, they will pay that claim. If they've, if they've determined in their investigation that their public servant didn't, didn't follow the law correctly. So, um, if they don't, and they continue to, to they continue to to operate in their in the in the ways that are not supposed to. Your next step would be to file criminal complaints. I mean, people probably I didn't know this, but every state has a law that if a man or a woman submits a criminal complaint, a sworn criminal complaint, again sworn affidavit, that I know that this man or woman committed this crime. They did this crime against me. You submit that criminal complaint to a district attorney or even to a, a, a magistrate, which is a judge, any of your local state district courts or whatever the, whatever they're, they're called here. Um, any one of those judges has an obligation to take that criminal complaint and give it to one of their panel judges. And those panel judges, like in Utah, there's, there's five judges that sit on a grand jury panel. Those five judges would hear sworn testimony from somebody who submitted a criminal complaint, and then they would determine if a grand jury should be impaneled. And if a grand jury is impaneled and the grand jury finds that, yes, this information is enough, then they would issue an indictment for that man or woman's arrest. And you can see how this process goes. I don't think people knew this. Yeah. This is a citizen's arrest. It's exactly what it is. And like we've seen like the uh, examples out there with some of the the schools like where you know teachers are you know enforcing the masks on the kids in class even like going as far as taping the masks and mm -hmm. i mean all kinds of ridiculous stuff we've we've seen the parents can actually do this process and hold those people accountable absolutely absolutely you can hey, hey baby. baby this is this double, double d, d also known, known as dream, dream daddy, daddy. And I got to tell y'all something about our new sponsorship here at today's Boondoggle. And the name is Dream Nutrition. So if you're looking to empower your human vitality, well, then you come to the right place. 
With over 12 years of combined experience in cannabinoids and terpene products, dream nutrition products include CBD oils, patches, protein, and so much more. The endocannabinoid system is believed to have involvement in regulating physiological and cognitive processes, including the immune system, appetite, pain sensation, mood, memory, and in mediating the pharmacological effects of cannabis. Support this veteran-owned and operated company today, and today's Boondoggle fans will receive 10% off their orders when using the promo code BOONDOG10 at checkout. That's B-O-O-N-D-O-G-10 at checkout. So go to the link. That's dreamnutrition.com forward slash discount forward slash boondog10. And remember, dream is not spelled like dream daddy. It's spelled D-R-E-E-M. And start saving today because you deserve to feel your best. And you know that's right. So tell them dream daddy and your friends from today's boondog sent you. Any any man or woman that's in public service, or, or or even anybody for that matter, if they're if they're violating the law, and you know they're violating the law, you can do this. You can do this in, to anyone. Um, but quite often we see these public servants are the individuals who who are violating the law on a more frequently basis. Um, the third step here that I'll just mention real quick is if you don't see a redress of your grievance from step one and step two, step three is to file a court a court case in federal court. This is not as hard or as scary as it sounds. It's actually fairly simple. And what I'm teaching people is that, and I need to clarify here, um, you know, I have, I have a, uh, a loving term for attorneys. <laughs> um, and I need to be more specific here. Not all attorneys across all the professions in law are bad people. There are a lot, a lot, a lot of good people. Um, that actually got into that profession because they want to help folks. When I when I refer to attorneys, I'm talking about litigation attorneys. So civil litigation, defense attorneys, prosecuting attorneys. Those individuals, from my experience and from what I have seen, are not taught how to properly adhere to the law and the rules. They're taught how to win cases. Mm-hmm. And what you guys don't know or may not realize is that every single judge that's sitting behind a bench and wearing a black robe, they do not know every single law that is on the books. So if an attorney comes into a courtroom and files a motion with that court and he finds all this stuff to back up his argument, the judge is is like, well, yeah, this this makes sound, this sounds right. I'm going to go ahead and award this based on this. The judges aren't going to do the homework for you. That's not their job. Their job right. is 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 to to quote unquote be an a, an arbitrary referee. They're just supposed to apply the rules as they know them. Now, it's up to us to point out the fact that hey, this attorney is trying to pull one over on the court, and they're not doing this according to the rules. Right. Um, as is the so case, I, to know the rules properly. Exactly, too. exactly. I've I've got a case that I'm that I'm moving through the federal court right now, and I'm going up against a seasoned attorney. She's been practicing law for over 20 years and she violated more than half a dozen rules. Mm. And I pointed that out clear as day. 
So there's absolutely no way that because I pointed out the rules that she's broken, there's absolutely no way the judge can issue a ruling in her favor. And if the judge does, well, then I know the judge is, is um, compromised, but I have a, I have a redress for that. I can petition the, uh, the Supreme Court. I can petition an appellate court to uh, overturn that decision. As long as you have the law and the rules on your side, you will prevail. So what people need to understand is, is I hear this all the time. All oh, the courts are so corrupt and this is corrupt. Listen, the courts are not corrupt. Who's corrupted? The individuals running those courts. Yeah. And if you find that is the case, you get it on the record. You point out the laws that they're breaking. And then you move that case up to a higher level court. At some point somewhere, there's going to be a judge somewhere that says, whoa, we got a rogue judge here. We need to rein this guy back in. Mm. Okay. Yeah. So I'm not going to go through too much more of these other slides here just because we don't have a, we don't have much time left, but um, we're talking a little bit more about, you know, what the affidavit of status is. Uh, it puts it on the record that we are asserting our status as a man or a woman. And we're not any of the titles that people in the government and corporations want us to assume. So this is a brief snippet of what it looks like. The next one's our affidavit of fact. These are the real facts, like we talked about before. Um, this is where we put the truth as we know it on the record. And once we get that on the record, like I said before, if that man or woman does not rebut this affidavit, this affidavit is gospel truth. Now, it doesn't mean anything at that point. Please do not get me wrong. I, I get a lot of questions on my Telegram group. It's like, well, hey, I served them affidavits. Uh, they didn't reply, so can I go file a lien? Or what, what can I do next? And it's like, no, no, you cannot. Yeah. Okay, don't do that. You must, listen, the most powerful order in the world is a court order. Go to the court. Get that court order. Now, I'm going to talk about a process that involves maybe three to four months total. I mean, what a lot of people think when they hear about, oh, geez, go to court. You know, you're talking being dried out for six, seven, eight months or years or however long. Yeah. And that's just not true. And it's been done like that because these these lawyers, like I talked about, these these civil litigation lawyers, these defense attorneys, these prosecutors, they like to drag cases out as long as they can because it, it means more money for them, more billable hours. So that's why we have to get the real facts into the case. It gives you an idea of what one looks like there. Um, so let's go back real quick um, and talk a little bit more about um, the, sorry here, um, about what to do with the vaccine mandate. So okay. I'm going to share this other thing here. Go ahead and pull that one up. It's kind of hard to see here. Let me see if I can blow it up a little bit. here this way there we go okay so what i've got here is an affidavit of declination for offer of vaccine product um there was a a, a young woman who was a nurse um from my understanding who's i believe in texas somewhere uh her employer uh came to her and said hey you're gonna have to get the vaccine otherwise you're you won't be employed um she um says that's not okay with me so she took the time to come up with a declination of offer for vaccine product. Mm. And um, she shared it out for everybody else to use. And so I'm using this to get this out to as many people as possible. The only thing, the only changes I did is I added, I added it as an affidavit, which makes it even stronger. 
because now this is my 100% gospel truth. And essentially, it comes down to asserting your rights as a man or a woman. So again, I am a man. Creator. Okay. I retain the right to decline all attempts to access, influence, and or otherwise alter any and all of my God-given biological material. Mm. Number four is my favorite. I require that any and all products offered to me by my employer be both entirely retrievable from and also <clears throat> removable in its entirety from my body, person, and manhood, womanhood. Okay. Wow. This nurse, when she shared this document with her employer... Her employer not only backed off the mandate, they gave her special accommodations. Wow. So it is possible. There are other documents as well um, that I've been working on and that others have that uh, go into more detail as far as um, what can be done and how you can assert your rights. But that's that's essentially it. Um, so in a nutshell, what we have is... We have the process and we have how to move through that process. So really where people need to go next is they need to learn the court system. They need to learn how, how to, after you've done your affidavits, after you've submitted your declination offer, if your employer is still coming after you and saying, hey, you still have to do this, you do have legal recourse, you have rights, Okay. but you have to know how to do them. And so there's this course, if you want to share that screen there, this is a must do how to win in court.com. Okay. This is a course that was written by an attorney who was practicing law for 35 years. His name is Dr. Frederick Graves, a fantastic individual, um, a very caring individual. He actually lives just up North in Michigan. Okay. Um, he is willing to help anybody who takes who purchases this course. It's $250 one-time fee. But he puts this information so simple and so easy to understand that, in his words, an eighth grader can figure it out. All right. Good. I have a chance. Okay. <laughs> we do. We do. This is by far one of the best courses that I've ever taken to learn about how the courts work, what's a motion, what's a deposition, what, um, how to conduct an, an interrog interrogatory. That's a hard word to say. Um, how to write an effective pleading how to submit for discovery. I mean, all of these things. So these are the things that can be done. And he, ha he has little strategies in there that talks about, hey, if you're in this situation, this is what you want to do. Um, I mentioned earlier that there was a district court judge in Washington, D.C. that stopped the mandate from, from Biden. Well, it's because individuals filed a petition for a preliminary injunction. And an injunction is like I mentioned before, it's 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 getting a court order to tell someone to stop doing something. Yeah. He talks about all of that. So those wow. of you who are who are being threatened with your job, if you submit your affidavits, if you submit your declination of offer and they're still forcing you, or heaven forbid they actually do fire you, you have recourse in a court. A lot of people say, Well, gosh, you know, I might have recourse, but I don't have two or three years to wait for a decision. You don't have to wait two or three years. If you learn how to do this yourself and you know how to do this yourself and, and you have a group of people that are behind you willing to help you, there, there's a couple dozen, if not more, telegram groups that are out there. The best yeah. groups, in my opinion, there's three of them. 
is um, Alphonse Fagiolo. It's Alphonse, A-L-P-H-O-N-S-E, last name F-A-G-G-I-O-L-O, Alphonse Fagiolo. And then this course here, Juristictionary, he has a Telegram group as well. Then there's the Law Society with Randy Kelton down in Texas. Um, and then I have my Telegram group. It's Affidavits 101. Yeah. You join any or all of those groups and you post all of your stuff, you will get an answer. I mean, it's it's a great – I mean, it's not a, it's not just a group. We're a family. Oh, yeah. We're helping people all over the country with their problems. And we talk about our success stories too. It's 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 a lot of fun to see um, how these things come together and 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 how we can help other people's enrich their lives and, and give them that that knowledge that's been hidden from them. Yeah, I remember being at the presentation, you put those telegram channels out, and I've been on telegram, you know, I mean getting as much truth as I possibly can out there. Started following the the uh, the ones you talked about, and that's how I was able to reach out and contact you, so I could get you here today. Yep. You know. Yep. So, um, man, and I and you must have known what my other question was going to be about. Uh, you know, where can people go and learn about their God-given rights? And, here, here it is. The course right here. Here it is. Yep. So good. Yep. <clears throat> you guys have to you have to know and understand that there, the courts have rules. Every every state court has rules. Every federal court has rules. And those judges and even the prosecutors that are in those courts are bound by oath to follow them. And if they don't, then you know how to point them out and you can make them follow them. And if they don't, you can get a court order to hold them in contempt and you can put them in jail. You, you, we, you and I, yep. anybody watching this can do that. Wow. I don't know if people knew that. No. And, and I mean, I think, you know, one of the things is too, is just like, even, even learning this, I think some people are just, I mean, everything that we, we've gone through as a nation and what we get bombarded with the division, you know, the, the, the either political parties, now it's like the vax versus the unvaxxed and, mm -hmm. you know, liberal conservative, everything that we've been hit with, you know, everything going out with the schools, everything with, you know, I think everybody's just so in such a state of shock yep. and fear Instead of, you know, we're so far away from faith and empowerment right now. Yep. And that we do have the ability. There is, you know, like I said, God-given rights that we have well, to use. You know, to your point there, I mean, whether whether people want to believe this or not, that this nation was founded under the principles of God. Yeah. That does not mean it's an organized religion. We need to separate those two. The First Amendment guarantees you a right to practice your religion as you see fit. But just because we see in God we trust or one nation under God or um, all of these things that make mentions to God does not mean that we are a Christian country. We, we were founded on Judeo-Christian principles, but it does not mean that we are a Christian country. Now, what it does mean is that we, if we the people have forgotten our God, we see what happens. Yes. We see what happens. Like I said at the beginning or, or close to the beginning – those who don't understand history are doomed to repeat it. Need I say more? Look up the Bible, for goodness sakes. Yeah. Look up Noah. Look up Abraham. Look up Joseph of Egypt. I mean, any of those guys in the Old Testament and even in the New Testament. Yeah. When the people turned away from God, what happened is, is the earth was visited with pestilence, with wars, with famine, and we're seeing that today. So I am a firm believer that if we turn away, if we turn our hearts away from God, then we will get what we deserve. Yeah. 
and I, me and a, a lot of my friends have been talking about speaking of the Bible. It's like, you know, looking at one of the least read chapters in the Bible, the, the end, the, the book of Revelations right now. And it, it's talk about the, these mandates. You can't buy or sell or, you know, without accepting this mark, this, you know, vax. It's, it's, it's crazy how everything's looking right now. Exactly. Exactly. Um, this is why if there's one thing I can implore your, your viewers to do, it would be spend the money, take the time. You can go through this whole course in a weekend and it's always there for you to go back to. And if you have a situation like, wait a minute, what happened here? Um, I had this question come up. Um, everything is here for you to learn, um, how to do and how to move a course or excuse me, a case through, through the courts. What's amazing between now and 25, 30 years ago is we have all of the legal research at our fingertips. You can find anything you need right here. Yeah. Anything you need. You can research Supreme Court case decisions. You can research your own state Supreme Court case decisions. You can research any case, case law. So you can find how judges interpreted law and ruled accordingly. And uh, this individual that, that I'm going up against in my case that I have in federal court right now, that's all I did. When she submitted her argument, I looked up the stuff that she was arguing and found it was all garbage, <laughs> for lack of a better term. It was baseless. She was just basically pulling stuff out of thin air. And I'm like, wow, I, I guess she thinks this is how this works. And see, it, it, if I was just another civil litigation attorney working in a law firm, I would have handed that to, to a paralegal and said, find a way to, to get around this. A paralegal doesn't care. They're getting paid by the hour. Yeah, They have no vested interest in the outcome of that case. Whereas where it's mine or it's ours as a collective, or this is a class action suit that I'm on, I do have a vested interest in the outcome of that case. I do care. So I'm going to take the time to make sure I do it right. And, uh, Frankly, I'm, I'm quite happy. We've been making this woman look like a fool the whole way through. So, good stuff. So that's that's what I've got. Um, you know, as as Bill will will attest to, I, I do the best I can to come out. I also have another another podcast that I do. It's uh, called Crashing Justice. Um, we do stuff through Streamyard as well. Um, I'm going to be doing another broadcast, uh, I believe, next Wednesday, some point in time. So. So jump on and look for that if you want more information. I'll go into more details on how uh, exactly what documents you can file with your employer if you're being forced uh, to do something you don't want to do and what the next steps would be and what they look like. And where can uh, people view uh, your podcast? StreamYard puts it out. Same. Yep, it's uh, cra it's Crashing YouTube. Justice is the name of the, the, the podcast. Um, I believe we're also on... Uh, on rumble and uh we're on rumble we're also on um oh geez it's uh cloud hub that's what i was thinking of oh okay we're on cloud hub as well okay so yeah. youtube is backups because youtube uh, you know, this one will probably get taken down with some of the things we discussed yeah you know? yeah youtube sure likes to censor people because they don't believe in in the right to free speech so and that's that's okay i mean they're they it's their platform if that's what they want to do that's fine but they also have to be willing to take the responsibility for that which which they're not so again yeah. all of this comes down to let's get the course let's get the redress in the courts and then let's make this happen
Awesome. Thanks a lot, James. And uh, real quick before we wrap up, uh, I'd like to ask you some of the questions I normally ask my guests that sure. have on here. Um, is there a particular song that you feel has inspired you in life that's like a go-to whenever you're just wiped out, you know, feels like the weight of the world's on your shoulders and you need a pick-me-up? Sure. You want to hear it? Yeah. I'll find it for you. <laughs> yeah. Um, that's not what I wanted. Um, let me find it. Oops. Let's see. I wonder if it'll. Wonder if it'll uh, pick up through the microphone here. Let's find out. Yeah. Volbeat, huh? Oh yeah, you like Volbeat? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've seen them. My yeah. Passport, so. yeah. This is right. this is my favorite. This is my favorite song here to really get me into the. I also play this for my daughter's basketball team before her basketball games to get them riled up. Nice. So full so, beat, a warrior's call. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> and then, uh, what is uh, the last book you read? Uh, the last book I read was a book that was written by one of my former state legislators, Steve Christiansen. Um, it was a book on the Constitution. I can't for the life of me remember the title of it. But it was like understanding our constitution and our rights or something along that nature. It wasn't very long. Uh, he gave me a copy of it when I was at a speaking engagement with him. And um, I've been reading it as I've been traveling on the airplane. Okay. So, and I read a lot of case law and I read a lot of states laws. So, yeah, I'm boring that way. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, what's, I, what's a class that you feel should be mandatory before graduating high school? Uh, any any class that teaches people about the importance of the Constitution and the importance of how to how to well really the the jurisdictionary course how to win in court I, I believe that that needs to be taught to our high school kids our high school kids need to realize that they have rights they don't have privileges they have rights um, our government has done a very good job of convincing people that things that are that are ours by right are actually um, privileges. And that's just not true. Yeah. So. Well, remember they used to teach civics back in the day too. Mm -hmm. It seems to have yep. fallen to the wayside. Um, and then who are three people who've inspired you or you can credit for making you the person you are today? Um, well, obviously my mother, number one, um, that's made me who I am today. Also, I would credit, um, obviously my savior, um, and then also from other individuals that I've been really inspired by is you know, a number of our founding fathers, uh, Thomas Jefferson, uh, James Madison, Sam, Sam Adams, um, all those George Washington, Ben Franklin, you just, you just name them. They, they're all fantastic individuals. And as I look at what they went through during their day and what we're going through now, I see a lot of similarities. I see, yeah. you know, they, 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 they were willing to give up their lives to have the nation that we have. But see, people don't realize is that they thought that they just took up arms and started rebelling. They didn't do that. They sent representatives to Philadelphia. They sent delegations there to create law and order out of chaos. And then when they had that law and order created, they'd let the king know, hey, your services are no longer required. Yeah. Okay. 
obviously the king didn't take too well to that, which is why he sent over his troops. But you you understand that the rest is history. So if we the people are upset with what we're seeing, it is not. Now, don't get me wrong. You need to vote. We need to vote. But if you think you're going to get a resolution to our problems through the ballot box, you are woefully wrong. Um, the court is where our theater is. And when I say theater, I'm referring to like, you know, the, the theater of war, right? Yeah. The court is our battlefield. If we learn how to properly move a cause of action through the court and the laws on our side, we will prevail. There's no questions asked. It might not happen at the level we're in. We might have to appeal it. Heck, you might even have to take it all the way to the Supreme Court. But as long as the law is on your side and you can show that, you will win. And, you know, you mentioned uh, our founding fathers and stuff. And and I believe that it's definitely been by design as well, that how their characters have been attacked and everything now as well, mm-hmm. you know, in the media and the, the, the schools and everything. It's like the, what, everything that's pulling us further away from our creator, for our founders, from our, our rights, basically. Exactly. You know? <clears throat> and then um, favorite toy as a child. My Tonka truck. <laughs> I used to drive that thing all over the place. You know, you know remember those old steel Tonka yeah, trucks, yeah, yeah, you know, the dump yeah. trucks? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Take them in the sandbox. That's right. And, That's yeah. right. I remember having that Tonka truck all over the place when I was a kid. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and then uh, any message that you have for our military members that are currently serving overseas? Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for being willing to put your life on the line, your life, your lives and your life on the line for my right to be able to go to court to get a remedy to my problem. Thank you for doing that from the bottom of my heart. I would also say to you that don't give up hope. Even when hope may seem that it's lost, it's not. There's always hope. There's always someone who's willing there to pick you up. Um, every, every man or woman I've ever met that served in the military is one of the most honorable people I've ever met in my life. And I will say that hundred percent. I've always had such a deep affinity and respect for individuals who have chosen to lay down their lives to serve in what in their minds was their, their, their country's best interest. Now, obviously we understand there are nefarious people that are, have, evil intentions at heart, but that's neither here nor there as far as it's concerned to that. So thank you so much. We love you. We support you. And no matter what happens, we've, we've got your six. We've got your back. Awesome, James. Thanks a lot. And then uh, once again, like I know we've mentioned a couple of ways, but if people want to follow and learn more and, and, Mm -hmm. and follow your, your journey and, and, and learn more about these processes, where would you send them? Um, the simplest thing to do would be to go to, um, here, I'll just, uh, pull it up here so people can see it. Um, sorry. Um, I have a website. It's called affidavits101.com and I'll share that here on the screen so you guys can see. There it is. So this is the, this is the website right here. Affidavits 101. Uh, we have a step-by-step process right here. We have some resources, some videos. All of my videos that I do with um, uh, with Nissa and Crashing Justice are all here. She posts them all here. Okay, great. So um, you guys can see this is this is one I did here in Utah recently. Um, this was actually when I was here 
uh, back in September. Okay. So, um, Alina here, this is my partner in crime. <laughs> she's, um, she's really what got the ball rolling in, in Utah. And she's a big reason why the case we are moving through the federal court right now is, is, is where it is because she has done a fantastic job with that. So, um, I'm doing my best now. Um, this this re website here is actually um, maintained by a good friend of mine in Utah, and she's doing the best she can to stay on top of stuff. But here under the resources tab, I try to keep inform all the information here. Here's our affidavits on, on CloudHub. Here's those other televent Telegram groups is talking about a warrior calls. Common law is another really good one. Okay, um, that's actually uh, Christopher James up in up in Canada, our neighbor to the north. Um, we have our YouTube series, our affidavits, our CloudHub series. Um, and then we also talk about some other places you can go to find good information. Alphonse has a YouTube channel. Christopher James has a YouTube channel. Um, really, we just want to make it easy. And then here under the affidavit step-by-step -step is where you can find a lot of the documents. Uh, we have them here in PDF and a Word document. Uh, we also have um, what to do if this happens. We also have a citizen's criminal complaint. Uh, in a Word document, I'm going to be updating these documents here. Um, I'm going to be adding to these pages here pretty soon. Um, the uh, affidavit for declination of offer for these mandated jabs at your employer. Okay. So um, NIS has done a great job of, of, of putting, okay, what's the next step? And then here's the video that explains that step. So if you want to look through that, you can. Okay, uh, then we talk about here... Um, you know, how we, how we go about filing a federal claim in U.S. District Court. Fill out your claim. Here's, this is a, I'm actually going to take this off. This is a commercial lien thing, but I've seen too many people have too many issues going that route. It's just safer to, to just file a complaint in a federal court. Um, I'm going to put that on the website here so that people can, uh, uh, can see that and use it and utilize it. So this is the simplest, easiest way. If you come up here to the contact page, um, you can email us, CloudHub, Telegram. Here's my Telegram channel. Um, that's the simplest, easiest way. We've got uh, close to 1,200 members in our te Telegram channel. I mean, it's growing. Yeah. Every I mean, single I'm day. Sure with quite a few. Uh, it's it's continually growing, and so I do the best I can to get back to anybody who has questions there. But uh, bear with me; it might take me some time. Yeah. No, you're very busy. So. But. All right. Well. James, awesome, man. Thank you so much yes. uh, for being on the on, on the podcast and helping me get the word out to, to my listeners. And uh and uh I know uh you know it just you know I wanna pray for you know, pray a hedge of protection over you and your family because you're out there doing this work and traveling and getting the word out, man. So I'm I'm so grateful. And uh, I know you got uh some more uh message to share tonight here locally. Yeah. In town. So, yep. Uh, thanks again for your time and uh, thank you. God bless, man. Thank you. Hello, and thanks for listening to today's Boondoggle. And now, for your listening pleasure, Florence Whitingale presents his latest epoch.
vaccinated. Hey, you disrespect Fauci. Take them out. Gotta keep them vaccinated. Lake and about in the middle of the lake, and we dropped the bow ramp. With the hibachi grill. Yeah, yeah. well, that, that come the, the next month. That we brought a barbecue grill, and then he comes in, he's got a big watermelon. And I'm like, plug. I'm like, why you got a watermelon? He goes, you'll see. Man, he, pour, he pulls that plug out, and he starts pouring Oh, man, it was like all box. Mr. Mr. Phillips was brand new to the unit. Yeah, I know. And, 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 I, and I pulled my truck up, and I got my grill. So I'm taking a grill, and he's like, 
So while we're gonna, you know, we're gonna grill out there while while we're Beat doing manifold. operations, you know. We're gonna have lunch. And, 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 and I he's, he's, he's like, yeah. uh, he's like, he's like, why do I see my career going steadily down a drain? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, don't worry about it. I, I said, don't worry Just about get it. the other end of the grill. Help me put it on the book. <laughs> you know, he's like, hey, hey, captain. Yeah, he did. Yeah, yeah. 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 Hey, I remember all those people looking out of the building. Yeah, we're going out with grills, fishing poles, yeah. lawn chairs. Yeah. <laughs> it's cooler. It's like, it's a serious what operation. Was real, what was funny is just before the women <laughs> came in, we're fun. out in the middle of the lake, <laughs> and we dropped the ball ramp, and some guys took all their clothes off, and they're skinny dipping out there. Yeah, I mean, you, well, you can't even ski. see Cleveland. The jet skis. The, the jet skis. Yeah. girls on the jet skis. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Flash! But remember that boat came up, and all of a sudden, man, all the naked guys are trying to get up on the ramp and shit, <laughs> yeah, yeah. and get their clothes on. Remember that one time we went down by the where they they parked all the steel off them steel boats down there. Oh yeah. There was a Browns game going on, and it was two chicks holding a blanket up or a sheet. Yeah. And the one girl's behind it trying to pee in a bucket, and the wind was blowing, and they're trying. And we pulled up right next. <laughs> <laughs> And thank you for listening to another story time from the VFW Hall. Brought to you by Today's Boondogger. Thank you for listening once again to today's Boondoggle Radio Show. Please be sure to check out our website, DomainCLE.com or Today'sBoondoggle.com for more shows and check out our archives. Follow us on social media at Today's Boondoggle on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, and Twitter for more information about this podcast. And please support us on www.anchor.fm forward slash today's boondoggle as well as on our GoFundMe and Venmo. Be sure to subscribe, comment, download, and listen to us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spreaker, and all the other podcast platforms out there. Please email us with any questions, suggestions, and comments via today's boondoggle at gmail.com. Leave us some five-star reviews and help spread the word. Thanks again for listening. Thank you for tuning into this week's edition of today's Boondoggle. Domain Cleveland Entertainment is a veteran-owned and operated entertainment cornucopia of nonsensical shenanigans. You can find interesting interviews, music news, entertainment information and just about everything else in between. Thank you again for tuning into the show here at Domain Cleveland.